0: from down under on today's episode me and charles are going to be talking to our recurring guest dylan stram dylan how's things going
1: they're going good over here in uh, america you know getting ready for thanksgiving tomorrow playing yeah. some football watching some football eating some turkey best time of year for footy, isn't it mate yeah it's one of the best and then uh, you know christmas right around the corner nba season right around the corner can't be better well, let's talk about the NBA season starting uh, because obviously
0: that that date came out the other day uh, with a little bit of controversy. Obviously, there was two dates put forward: one of them starting in January, one of them starting in December. What do we think about the NBA season starting before Christmas this year?
1: I like it. The sooner we can get to it, the better. You know, we're uh, it's kind of weird to think uh, that we're beyond when we would normally start. It's kind of a weird thought I was thinking about today, but I'm ready for it.
2: I think it's a it's a good thing, you know. I think the sports needs to come back. And, you know, the NBA, they had a very successful bubble. Uh, so, yeah, I think if they continue to work at it the same way, then they should be good to go.
0: Yeah, and the fact that they're going to try and play the games in uh, ML, MLB kind of like series as well should be very interesting seeing teams play each other back-to-back. Um, in that uh, respective city, it should be a very interesting season and should uh, throw up a couple of different storylines. Hopefully, um, as you know, we all expect uh, when going into an NBA season, it's very hard to predict what actually happens. Uh, but yeah, it should be very interesting to see how this season shapes up. Uh, let's talk about the uh, obviously the the off season uh, for the NBA. Obviously, there was a lot of moves uh, with the trade. Oh, I'm sorry. With uh, free agency happening in the last couple of weeks, and then obviously the N- NBA draft as well. Uh, what do we, what do we think, boys, about the the off season? compared to last season, where we had Kawhi Leonard heading to the Clippers? Uh, does this match up at all in terms of uh, excitement?
2: Uh, no, uh, but it's <laughs> you know it's kind of hard to, you know, we had a lot of big players move last year, so now it's more the players resigning. I mean, again, this, the whole offseason's really been sort of centred around whether Giannis is going to stay at the box or not. And, you know, it looks like, um, it looks like he's going to leave. So, you know, they've got one more year to try and run this thing back and, you know, Mm. they're being very aggressive. Obviously the trades for Drew Holiday and the Bogdanovich thing fell through, but you know, they still, you know, they still have potential, but you know, in the end they have to, Giannis in the end has to learn how to shoot threes if they are going to win. Well, apparently
0: the Bogdanovich, um, trade was actually their number one priority. The report yes. came out yesterday and they actually we're thinking of uh, partnering him up with Chris Middleton and Giannis as a big three, but instead going for Drew Dolliday, which was uh, a little bit, yeah, very interesting for me. I didn't see that coming. They paid a lot for him.
2: I mean, they gave up almost in like the same amount of draft picks that the Lakers gave up for AD. So, you know, they're going all in. They're yeah they realized that like, you know, this is, this is their last chance. And, you know, they got blown off the floor in the playoffs and, you know, they have to, they have to do something. It's worth risking the future now uh, for success because, you know, if Giannis leaves, you know, that's five, 10 years of rebuilding for a team like this.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but I'd be interested to know why Charles thinks Giannis is going to leave. Cause I kind of think he's going to stay in Milwaukee next year.
2: Oh, look, I think if he'd stay, he would have signed, if you
0: really believed, Yeah, him. I think he would have signed by now as well. He wouldn't be like
1: – I think he's – I think he's waiting to see what they can do. But my impression is he's the kind of guy – he's he's kind of the least needy superstar in the whole league. He's He's the kind of guy that I think idolizes Michael Jordan and Kobe and the mm-hmm. fact that their legacies were really cemented with one organization. And I tend to think that if they – if they can bring in maybe one person next year or something like that, or show them they're committed to getting better. I think he wants to stay in one city and prove it. I think that's what he wants his legacy I think,
0: to be. I think they have to make the finals next year. I think that if they don't make the finals, then like what is the yeah. point of yeah. him staying in that city? If you can't even win, if you can't even win the East, I mean, yeah. you've got no chance really.
1: They certainly have to do better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, and you know, I. Uh, it's it's a bit weird. Like I I ever since KD joined the Warriors, I've never really I've sort of stopped believing players when they say, oh, I really want to stay here because, you know, he he essentially gave up any sort of legacy he could have had for immediate success. And yeah, you know, the fact that Giannis, you know, he's saying all the right things now, but in the end, when the rubber meets the road, I you know, he yeah. hasn't signed anything. So.
1: Yeah, I think it really just depends on, you know, the the player you're talking about cuz some guys like like Dame Lillard, you know, they're they're the kind of guys that kind of do want to stick around and prove in one city and 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 make their legacy as a as a one guy rather than join another team of superstars, but uh I you know who knows. It really like you guys said, it totally depends on how they do next year. But I yeah. think he has the personality where if he thinks Milwaukee can be good, I think he's going to stick around rather than you know, a guy like Kevin Durant who the first sign of of uh disruption or uh you know people grinding against each other, the first sign of, of, of something going wrong, he's bailing ship. Yeah, I think he was
0: just very he was very frustrated with that situation in OKC. And I yeah, I think it just kind of all all boiled over for him. I'm not I'm not trying to defend him, of course. That was by far one of the Weakest moves in sports history. Uh, speaking about weak moves, uh, another well, not a not a big time player, but he did win six six man of the year this year. Montrez Harrell uh, deciding to stay in LA, but instead of re-signing with the Clippers, uh, jumping jumping ship and uh, joining
1: the Lakers instead. What do we think of this move, fellas? I think it makes uh, the Lakers. Uh, certainly marginally better. I don't think it's as big of a boost as lots of people are making it out to be. I don't think he's going to be a guy that finishes games for the Lakers. Yeah. So is he an improvement over they, who they had last year? Yes. Um, is he going to be a crunch time uh, primary player? Probably not, but well, he's proven that he's not. Yeah. He's proven
0: that he's not. Like in the playoffs last season, he was actually worse than Zubak
1: on the court. Yeah, look. Yeah, he had with... a rough. He had a rough uh, bubble and postseason in general.
2: Yeah, yeah. The thing with players like Montrezl Harrell, sort of coming off the bench, is that they're more regular season players. You know, they take up sort of big minutes so that LeBron and AD can rest and then get ready for the postseason. But you know, these sort of you know, the NBA is all about top heavy talent. It's all about you know how much of the best do you have at the top, not about how deep your team is. So yeah. no, I think. In the end, he like like Dylan said. He's look. He's not going to start or finish games, so he's not you know a key piece. I think Mark Saul was uh, actually a more impactful signing uh, because I can see him finishing games at the center position. So you know he'll he'll definitely bring an offensive spark, especially during the season. But in the in the postseason, I don't see him getting you know an
0: enormous you know amount of time. Well, yeah, the, let's not just speak about the Lakers. Obviously, yeah, Montrose Howell, big pickup for them. They also traded for Dennis Schroeder, uh, which was an interesting move as well. So right there, picking up uh, the two finalists for Six Man of the Year, uh, which should improve their wow. bench scoring, which was a bit of a... Uh, probably the, one of their weak points in that team. Obviously, AD and LeBron leading the way. Um, they also managed to pick up Wesley Matthews, uh, from the Bucks and re-signed Marquette Morris as well. So a couple of interesting moves uh, by the Lakers. <laughs> the yeah. rich get richer. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously Dwight Howard leaving. Uh, well, not leaving at first, saying he will stay. And then 20 minutes later, deleting his tweet and uh, telling everyone that he's heading to Philadelphia. It's amazing what money does.
1: Should <laughs> we speak about uh, Portland as well, quickly? Yeah, Portland, man. Quickly. I don't know if I can do it quickly, but uh, yeah, Portland is uh, I think one of the undisputed major winners of the, uh, the off season, the free agency so far, yeah. um, man, Robert, Robert Covington is exactly what Portland has needed for a while. Now they've been, they've, they've experienced a dearth of forwards for a couple of years now after Mo Harkless and Alfred Camino left uh, two years ago. And yeah. uh, it's been a whole since then, and man, trying to fit, Trying to fill up with the guys that we had was uh, a struggle. So Robert Covington is, I don't know if the best, but one of the best three and D forwards in the game. There's been some, you know, some some down talk of his play last year, but especially Dude, had a good season for the Rockets last year. Especially in the postseason, yeah. But the thing you got to realize is how much they asked him to play center, and he's he's a six seven forward who, in that the Houston small ball, was being asked to play center and. Just really struggled, but outside of center, once he was playing his natural position, he's maybe yeah. the maybe the best in the game at the three and D right now. And he really fills what Portland needs. They picked up Derek Jones Jr., who is an athletic freak, um, Absolute base. and he's yeah. only I think twenty three years old right now on a pretty friendly contract. Yeah. So that kid can only get better. I mean, I can't wait to see what he does off of some uh, some lobs from Lillard and McCollum, um, who also we bring over. We, we and brought his back Rangers, Cantor. As well. Yeah. Cantor. And I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on Cantor. It's kind of funny. It's kind of a mix of Portland bringing back the uh the Western finals team from two <laughs> years ago and then the bubble team from this year. It's kind of the best of the best. But Cantor will give you some minutes, kinda like uh Harrell will do for the Lakers. He'll give you some minutes of the position that they struggled with injuries last year. Zach Collins is gonna be back healthy. You no, bring pitch. back Rodney Hood. Um and then you got the young guys. You got Trent Junior. and Anthony Simons, who are just you know they're young, 19, 20 year old kids too, who are, are just going to get better. So I think I'm a Portland fan. That's my home team. So, but I, I love what they did. I think that they could very conceivably be a number two seed. I, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. But like, I would also wouldn't be shocked if they're uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they're a, a five or a six seed even. It I just think kind of depends the- on the health.
0: Yeah, I think they're definitely in the top four in the West now with those moves. Yeah, especially no, though, there's so many good teams in the West now. Like, just think of yeah. the
2: teams that are going to have to miss out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, with like, a healthy, need to need to I mean, you kind of saw what they could do last year in the bubble when even when they had Nurkic, and then you add you add the guys that they added, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a two seed. I wouldn't. Yeah,
2: yeah I think Robert Covington, especially, you know. He's a, you know, he, he'll probably take Carmelo's position and move him to the bench. So that's a big upgrade there. You know, you know, you look at the West, you might need 50 wins to make it to the playoffs. I mean, you look at yeah. the, I mean, yeah. I think the Thunder will probably fall out, um, you know, having traded everybody. But I think the rest of the teams that made the playoffs are going to do it again. You know, so... Well, I think I'm Phoenix
0: gonna... definitely comes into the fold as well with the addition of Chris yeah. Paul. I think that's going to skyrocket them into playoff contention, definitely.
1: It's it, kind okay. of crazy to think that there, there's probably only one team in the West that's a for-sure write-off, and that's OKC. Okay, yeah. Outside of that, even Minnesota. Minnesota's going to try and compete. Sacramento's yeah. going to try and compete. They probably won't be playoff teams, but right. you know, you're, you're adding Phoenix to the mix. You're adding Golden State back to the mix. San Antonio is never a write-off as long as Pop's there. So, man, yeah, it's loaded. Yeah, it's
2: almost unfair.
1: And well,
0: even the, the East, East is pretty East. deep this year. Yeah, well, let's speak about the East quickly because obviously there were some big moves um, by a couple of contenders. I want to speak about Philadelphia quickly who picked up Seth Curry and Danny Green. Uh, two sharp shoes. Is this what Philadelphia has been needing for the last couple of years to kind of surround Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with some good shooters?
2: Well, I think they need to surround uh, Joel Embiid with a different player. I think Ben Simmons and him just aren't Working yeah. as well, like it just isn't working because neither of them. I mean, Joel Embiid is a better shooter than Ben Simmons, and it's just not working as well as it should. But they got rid of Horford's. I think that contract. is
0: massive for them. That just, was a just, massive. To me, the them. biggest addition,
2: but is the biggest addition is losing Horford. Addition yeah. by subtraction, so that frees up a lot of space. Obviously, look, I think the Tobias Harris contract is an absolute disastrous uh, piece of business. They yeah. traded Josh Richardson for nothing essentially, which is all they got for the Jimmy Butler trade. Well, they so got Seth, they got Jimmy Seth Butler. Curry
0: for Richardson.
2: They got yeah, so they got Seth Curry. Yeah. so they turned Jimmy Butler into Seth Curry. You know, you know, it's um, it hasn't. You know, Philly, I think Philly have to do something big. I, I think Daryl Moore has been very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'd be I'd be calling up, I'd be calling up the Rockets trying to get James Harden definitely.
1: Yeah. I think the two biggest additions to, to Philly are, are Doc Rivers and Maury. Um, I think I think Simmons and, and Bede, I would actually disagree that they don't fit together. I think that they absolutely can. If you go back two years ago, when they were on the court together, they had a plus 15 point uh, ratio. Yeah, Last year, two years ago, a year ago, I think it was seven or eight. But the injuries, they've just played together so little. Yeah. Um, You know, look at the team a couple of years ago when they were on the floor together, they, you know, they, they, they killed it and they had some shooters around them. They had JJ Redick. Uh, I think adding Seth Curry to that is going to help losing Josh Richardson is I think probably bigger than, than more people realize. I'm pretty high on him, but uh, Philadelphia will certainly be there probably competing for a top four spot. They're
0: they're definitely building a Daryl Murray team, which is, you know, getting as many shooters as possible because, the The main question I think is, is Doc Rivers going to be able to play that the 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 style of basketball that Dal Murray's kind of been pushing for the last ten years, which should be very interesting to watch. Um, I, think I think I can, but I just think
2: that with when your two best players can't do what your GM wants them to do, which is shoot very well, yeah. it is a bit of a hindrance, but Morey's finally got one of the things that he never had in Houston, which is an actual good centre form form of embedded who can shoot. So how how he implements him, I think is the most interesting part of this.
0: Yeah, it should be very interesting. Uh they also uh got Dwight Howard as well, uh, which we haven't well, which we have mentioned uh but I think he's by far in the twilight of his career, unfortunately. I want to speak about Charlotte quickly as well, because they had a very Interesting offseason, obviously having the third overall pick in the draft and Michael Jordan deciding to uh, pick up LaMelo Ball uh, Which I thought was probably the right move in the position he was But to be honest, I was a bit surprised that the Warriors didn't decide to draft LaMelo Ball uh, in front of him in the number two spot
2: I just don't think they could with, with, with Steph with Steph. I think it was just more a matter of need Obviously, this was a bit before. Obviously, yeah. Um, obviously, the Clay Thompson, Thompson a... injury, yeah, um, has uh, has changed their sort of strategy as well, uh, which is quite devastating. But you know, I think that can still be very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think James Wiseman probably will end up being the right move in that draft. Um, Dylan, any thoughts on the Warriors? Do you think? Obviously, we had that, that that little bet last year that I thought they would going to fifty games. Um, do you think that's yeah. a possibility for them at all
1: this year? Fifty games, no. Forty, I think they'll be flirting with a five hundred record. I think they'll be flirting with an eighth seed, probably, maybe, maybe top six. But anytime you got Curry, uh, who knows a, a generational type of talent. Yeah, if he's healthy, Draymond he Green still here. He there. looks
0: absolutely ripped. Have you seen photos of him? Looks like he's bulked uh, up not a recently, bit. yeah. He's put on a bit of bulk, Mr. Curry. So it should be interesting to see how that uh,
1: influences his game at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's the type of player that can use that, too. You know, he's he's always been pretty small, small boned, and uh, I don't know, be, being a little bulkier for his his type of game can only can only help him really, unless it slows him down. But I, I don't see that happening,
2: yeah. And mm. they picked up uh, Kelly O'Brien in a trade, so you know, they have yeah. some. They've got some good players and you know, they've got championship experience, whether they can get, I mean, they, look, they with their talent, especially if, if, if Wiseman pays off, they should definitely, um, they should, look, they should make the playoffs, whether they do or not, is an, whether they actually do is another question.
0: Yeah. Uh, jumping back to the uh, Hornets, obviously, yeah, LaMelo Ball going third overall uh, was a big pick up for them. I want to speak about probably the uh, most anticipating. Most anticipated uh, meeting of this season, which will be uh, Levar Ball finally meeting yeah, Michael baby. Jordan, uh, which should be out. very interesting. Obviously, in the Take past, out. Levar's spoken up about how he can beat Michael Jordan one on one. Do you think this will ever happen? Do you think this? He's spoken about it going to potentially having a pay per view one on one match with Michael Jordan, which will be probably one of the funniest things ever. Because uh, 'cause will just get
1: so. 21-0. Nah, yeah, Mike. I don't think that'll ever happen. I think Michael Jordan's <laughs> – yeah. MJ's got too much class. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that he would uh, – I think he views himself too highly, and he rightly should, uh, to, uh, to lower himself to that level.
2: Yeah. But I'd love to see it. it, 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 it I mean, look, it, it's great theatre, and, and LeVar definitely uses that to his advantage. <laughs> uh, but – and to be honest, I was shocked Mike drafted him at all, given the history. Um, yeah, But, you know, he's he, look, he needs some big names Obviously, they made some big free agent acquisitions So, you know, they got to start winning or there's going to be pressure And, well, you know, Mike's a very vocal coach I mean, very vocal owner And, you know, sits next to the team a lot of the time So, mm.
0: you know, you better look over his shoulder Well, Gordon Hayward 20. just completely took me off, yeah. off guard Like $100 million for Gordon Hayward
1: um, apparently, apparently,
0: he was offered the max by Boston as well
1: Huh.
0: Which I know I nuts. haven't heard that
1: yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, he I there were a few contracts this off season I understand. That one's probably not even number 1. Well, it probably well, it's probably number 1, but the the Marcus Morris one was terrible. The yeah. the Davis Berton's one was terrible. Um the Clarkson one was pretty bad. But yeah, I I don't. I get that from Charlotte's perspective. I guess in that it's so hard to get any type of free agent there that you've yeah, got you, it. You've, you've got, got to to pay for free agents. But a guy like Gordon Hayward, I don't know. I, I love Gordon Hayward back to the Utah days. Even even over the three years of Boston, there were some flashes there where he was he was the peak of his old self. But mm. at well, his Terry, age,
0: the Terry Rozier I'm, contract hasn't worked out at all for them.
1: Yeah, the, that's the thing that I, it comes to my mind too. Is that they're just getting off of the kind of the the Nicholas Batum contract. Yeah, you, you signed, you overpaid for Terry Rozier, which made no sense at the time either. So I, I don't understand it from a financial standpoint. I guess I get it if maybe they were, if maybe you were going to plan on fans in the stands this year and you want to bring people to the games. You got Gordon Hayward as your poll, That's going to help, but yeah. it's not going to. I don't know. Maybe it helps you, you have kind of that veteran steady hand presence for, for Lamar Ball there over the next couple of years, but you're kind of just handicapping yourself along with, you know, when you look at the Rozier and the Batum contract. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Michael Jordan has never been good at putting a team together because he just he can't understand that some players just don't work as hard as him and just can't be as good as him. And so he's... You know, he's a very bad team builder. The team's been crap the whole time he's owned it. And, you know, this is just more of the same, really. Overpaying for mediocre talent because he wants to win more in the short term more than he wants to win in the long term. And he's willing to sacrifice long-term success for short-term gain. And this is just another one, one of these moves. You know, they'll, they'll let Kemba Walker go for free. You know, mm-hmm. they've, you know, they've never been able to build a successful team despite the fact that he really wants to, because he just can't get out of his own way. And, you know, this is going to end the same way it has before. You know, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And, you know, he keeps repeating it. And, you know, in a couple of years, this Haywood contract will be the next Nick Batum contract. And then the Rozier one will be terrible. And they'll be having to trade picks to move them. And
0: then they'll have nothing. It's just a constant cycle, isn't it? And they'll probably end up paying, overpaying someone next year as well, and having that contract drag on for a couple of years as well. Mm. he just um, he, he needs to he needs to let
2: people who know how to build teams build teams <laughs> he's still up, he's still angry at, at Jerry Krause because he said <laughs> you know he said organisations win championships and he and took he, it he, he took it personally <laughs> he took it personally and he wants to go out there and prove you know I'm the best player ever I can build the, I can build a team any I know better than you and he doesn't it's the one thing Jerry <laughs> Krause got over him he, Michael Jordan yeah. Cannot put a team together to save his life. Yeah, no, yeah. that's
0: very true. I, yeah, I'd well, hate to with... Yeah, well, unfortunately, I don't think, you know, besides Larry Bird is really the only one that springs to mind. But unfortunately, star players like that don't make the best GMs um, or owners of teams, unfortunately. They probably should have sticked to their playing days. I want to speak quickly about the future of the league because obviously there's a lot of really, really good young players uh, that have emerged in the last couple of years and three of them I want to note are all signed max contract extensions uh, this offseason and then Sacramento are signing De'Aaron Fox, uh, the Jazz are signing Donovan Mitchell and then obviously Jason Tatum with the Celtics as well. Uh, the future of the league's looking pretty bright, boys. It's looking like it's going to be a good couple of years if these players decide to stay with those
1: teams I mean it's kind of always an issue, but the uh the struggles of the small market teams I think was kind of kind of at the forefront again this year, but that's always an issue. Yeah. You know the rich are getting richer this year the free agents are always going to go to the the bigger market teams and Teams like Charlotte are gonna have to overpay to get uh you know a marginal star. Um but yeah, lots of young guys. Uh another draft next year that looks to be pretty stellar with uh the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes. We'll see who Yeah. Did who you gets see it. his game? Did
0: you see his first game yeah the other
1: day? He played pretty well. No, I haven't.
0: Yeah, go check it out. He played really well. Yeah. Um he's, yeah, no, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be legit. Yeah. Uh, let's speak, yeah. Talking about the draft, let's speak about the draft quickly because that happened uh, last week. Uh, Anthony Edwards going to the Wolves, number one overall. Charles, did this surprise you at all or was this a consensus uh, number one pick? Look, I think,
2: you know, they sort of try to build the need and it makes sense, you know, especially after losing someone like Wiggins. You know, you, tra- you, you trade him, you try and get a similar type player. Yeah. You know, they've, they've sort of got to try and win now because. You know, Towns is has been a bit disgruntled. Obviously, they've got D'Angelo now. So, you know, they're trying to form their own big three, you know, like they used to, you know, like, but, you know, again, we've seen this before. Everyone thought Levine, uh, Wiggins and Towns, and then it was Butler, Wiggins and Towns, and now it's Towns, Russell and Edwards. So, you know, they've just got to get stability and actually start winning. You know, it appears they've got a coach they like now, you know, so... You know, if they listen, you know, they, you know, they've got to play defense, which they haven't done, which none of them can do. Um, so, you know, they've got to they, – they have to win and they've got to play better because, you know, this team, you know, I don't see them winning more than 30-odd
0: games. Yeah. Anything in the draft surprise you at all, Dylan, or was it all pretty straightforward? Um,
1: No major surprises. It, it was a pretty weak draft. The yeah. only thing that kind of stood out to me that I know other people have mentioned too on – on podcasts in the sports media was uh, the Suns passing on Halliburton, who I think could be really good and could uh, really blossom uh, next to Devin Booker and under the tutelage of Chris Paul. I think that would have been a pretty fun team. Um, that was that was probably the biggest miss. But outside of him, there's just there's so many question marks. Um, I I love uh, love me some Obi Toppin. Um, I think he's the most N- NBA ready guy going to the Knicks, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's kind Greg of a black p- hole pick up by them. Yeah, kind of a black hole, unfortunately. But he he could be a star for them. Um, and then I'm uh, I guess I'm a I'm a Celtics fan now. Uh, <laughs> getting drafted by Boston, so I like seeing that. I'm a little he man. He did. I don't know if there's a player who did more to boost his draft stock than Peyton Pritchard over the last year. But man, yeah. I. He went from a guy who, who was not even going to be drafted, not even being talked about, to a uh, top 20, 26 pick. So, uh, man, for a dude who's like 6'2", <laughs> white guy, white 6'2", two guy going to, to the Celtics, I'm excited for that.
0: Maybe uh, the
1: – yeah, it should be very interesting to see
0: um, how the Celtics, obviously losing Gordon Hayward, um, which I don't think will affect them at all. Uh, just before we go, lads, just want to do some... Obviously, the uh, NBA season starting in a couple of weeks. Uh, let's do some very early predictions for the season. Obviously, uh, unclear on how it's going to shape out in terms of schedule and the way games are played due to the ongoing coronavirus situation. Uh, any teams that you think are going to surprise us this year um, if we take into account their draft and also their pre-agency moves as well?
1: I think Atlanta is going to be a surprise, uh, yeah. probably a top 6 team. I don't yeah, think their, their, depth, their depth is crazy. Yeah, they were alongside the Lakers and, and the, the Blazers, they're probably one of the top two, two to four winners of the, the free agency so far. Yeah. tons of tons of depth, lots of good pickups. Um, I think their ceiling is probably like top 6 in the East cuz the top the top 6 or 7 in the East is still pretty set, pretty strong, but Atlanta will yeah. be a surprise. Phoenix will be a surprise. They'll be good.
0: Any predictions for MVP as well
2: this year, Charles? Well, it's weird because they might give it to LeBron if he plays well because he hasn't won it in quite a while and they won't give it to Giannis again because of voter fatigue. I mean, just see how, I'm interested, I mean, like, he, he'd have to average 40 points a game to win it again. So, yeah, I mean, I well, he'd have to
0: improve he, again,
2: I reckon. Yeah. I think yeah. KD is definitely a possibility. You know, oh, we haven't even in-
0: spoken our, about Brooklyn, have we? Jeez, yeah, yeah. that's that's going to be a very interesting storyline this season, yeah, especially yeah. if they trade Harden. But um, I don't think yeah. they will. I don't think um, they trade Harden. I think that would be such Houston's a bad move.
1: Houston will keep Harden. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep, keep as long
1: on. as they can. Yeah, and what I about? don't think they can move Westbrook. So you know, well, I don't um,
0: think anyone wants him. Like, who's going to pick up that contract?
1: I think it, I think a team like Washington would maybe flip. Uh, John Wall for they, Westbrook.
0: Yeah, and John Wall maybe wants to leave maybe a as pick well. in there. Yeah, that could be interesting. I think John Wall and James Harden's not a very good mix, though. I don't think those two players could play play together very well.
1: No, but James Harden doesn't play well with anybody, so it's kind of <laughs> like if you're, trying, if you're trying to get rid of Westbrook, uh, take a take a flyer on on John Wall. Yeah. We'll see. And because because John Wall's not a shooter, you know he's more of a distribute distributor and a driver as opposed to Westbrook, who thinks he's a shooter but isn't. So now he's uh, a scorer. He's a scorer. Yeah, you know, you never know. Um, but my, if if uh, to answer your MVP question quickly, I think if I had to put money on it, I might go Doncic.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a good that's a good I, shot actually. Yeah, and that's my and
2: that's my my, my dark horse is the Mavs to win the championship this year. Yeah. I think I think they I think if if Pizingas was healthy they beat the Clippers in the first round. It all and, depends on KP's health. Yeah. And Doncic yeah. and Doncic John- John is a weapon. Like he is an absolute freak. So you know, I think they're a bit under the radar. They didn't really do much in free agency, so
0: you know, it's a bit hard but you know. Do you think, think let's let's put a hypo- hypothetical out there. Do you think if KP gets injured again at the end of next season, and let's say the Dallas Mavericks go to the second round and then go out. If you're the general manager, do you move on KP and find a piece that you can pair with Doncic or do you try and run it back once again?
1: I think they're going to go balls mm-hmm. to the wall for Giannis. Yeah, yeah, that could be interesting. I think the Giannis sweepstakes are... Uh, like Miami, Toronto, and, and Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. I think it'd be a great fit in Dallas. I think it Yeah. Be, yeah,
0: that'd be know, a, that'd be a great fit. And,
2: and then, you know, he's just has to get he just has to learn how to shoot because him and Doncic both need the ball. So if he can figure out how to shoot, then he can become the most unstoppable player ever. Yeah.
0: Like if he can if he could just learn to shoot. Oh, you're talking about Giannis, not KPL. <laughs> KB KB can definitely shoot.
2: <laughs>
0: KB can definitely shoot. But if Giannis you know, learns how to shoot, you know, you know. So yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to
1: talk about, boys? We've covered m- most things. Um, I think it's I think there's an interesting trend that we saw. A lot of big guys getting paid money. Yeah, like, what even about Detroit even,
0: picking up two what, oh my two gosh. or three centers?
1: That's where exactly I mean, where I was gonna go with that. Was that they, they got rid of Christian Wood, who's legit and ended the season on a pair. Yeah. And they for basically the same price, they added guys like Plumlee, who are just I, I don't understand. And that doesn't, make, like any, it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense.
2: Jeremy Grant,
1: you know, yeah, and Jeremy Grant too. Like he's he's fine. He's a backup. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna turn the tables for you in any way. So he did man, have Detroit, a good postseason though. He had a pretty good postseason for the Nuggets. I think yeah. I think you've got to be really careful though with. Of the With how you assess the bubble postseason yeah, for some so players, true, yeah. small sample um, is the real issue. Nah, it's like yeah, it's I think front. Grant's fine. He's another fine guy, but he's you know he's not gonna he's not gonna change the the tide for you if that's what you're looking for. If you're paying that kind of money, um, but yeah, I think it was interesting seeing how many big guys got paid, uh, like Detroit and. Kind of interesting how even a few years ago, the whole mood of the league was very small ball. Um, Let's get a stretch five. And now it's like there's just this abundance of big guys who are getting paid money. And that's kind of the way the league's going now. It's back to the big dudes. So I like seeing that. I I love the traditional center. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting swing kind of in the last couple years of the league that we're seeing. Awesome.
0: Well, that's all we have time for today on The View from Down Under. I'd just like to think. Thank Dylan uh, for joining us and uh, look forward to having you on again. And also all the best for your Turkey Bowl tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the boys get up. Yeah, are we uh, – we're playing fantasy football this week too. Are we? Oh, shit. Should be very interesting.
1: <laughs> I think uh, – I'm in the I race think... of those playoffs. Is McCaffrey still out? Yeah, he is. Fuck. Dude, I have him in my other league too. And it's just – Oh, this is nuts, dude. This year it sucks.
0: I'm playing J.D. McKissick at – running back too like that's how bad my
1: team is yeah well I played (laughs) Travis Fulgham and Adrian Peterson last week who got me a combined three (laughs) points three point six points combined and I still won (laughs) awesome thanks lads